Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy Football. We got a lot of good stuff for you today, and if you are joining us on Periscope, Twitter, or YouTube, you get the wonderful pleasure of not only seeing my wonderful face, but look at this handsome guy across me, Thunder Crespo. How are you doing, Armando? Doing great, man. I am fantastic. I agree. You are also fantastic, and it is wonderful to see your face. So we got a lot of great stuff today that we're going to be jumping around on, whether that's news, waiver wires. We've got your stuff, and man, what a crazy week. I I feel like this week was the week of the backup running back. Um, You just had a lot of guys, Jamal Williams, Latavius Murray, these guys that haven't really been playing a lot, uh, put up historic numbers so if you had one of those guys you got really really lucky but without further ado armando take us through the notes please sir all right well i guess we're going to start with a little bit of news and trickle in some uh waiver wire stuff as we go i think the biggest piece of news right now according to fantasy football is Kenyon drake getting traded to the cardinals uh for a fifth um just so everyone knows chase edmonds is week to week and DJ is day-to-day. So what's happening now, um, John? Man, I'll say this. It's it's rough backfield, first and foremost. Uh, It's not a good backfield. And whenever you looked at what happened with David Johnson, who's a premium guy, and then Chase Edmonds starts to come on late, now you're going to complicate it even further with what's going on now. Now, I will say this. For this week's purposes, the Cardinals have the early game against the 49ers at home. It does look like David Johnson and Chase Edmonds are both going to be out. But, ah, man, this was one of the premium backfields that everybody wanted a part of with David Johnson because he was the guy. Uh, It doesn't seem like that is the case anymore. Uh, I want to stay away from all of these things, all of them. Ugh. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I don't think you're. I think you should be grateful that DJ's injured and he's not playing against San Francisco, so you don't feel obligated to start him. Because if he played, he would do nothing. So at least you're saving yourself that headache. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it's it's just a bad week. You don't want to go against the 49ers defense unless you have Christian McCaffrey. But even he he struggled throughout most of the game. He had those two big runs, which was awesome. But hey, this is just going to be an ugly game. I, I really do think it's going to be ugly from the side of the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think it's going to go well. And, man, I just really don't know what to do going forward. I, I feel like David Johnson's still the guy. But, man, Chase Edmonds, ugh, I don't know. Do you want anybody outside of David Johnson moving forward? I mean, I'd be happy to have uh, Chase Edmonds as a handcuff and dynasty, definitely. I mean, eventually David Johnson's going to leave and it's going to be Chase Edmonds. I mean, Kenyon Drake's nothing. If you own Kenyon Drake, you can cut him. I think it's safe to do so. You're not starting him this week. And there's a chance that David Johnson will be fine for the, after their bye, which is right after their Thursday night game. So I think they're both droppable. So, yeah, I mean, I would hold on to Chase Edmonds if you have him because I think he's useful in dynasty purposes. And um, that's about it. I yeah. think DJ's, what, a low-end 
why a running back one maybe like 12, not even 13, that maybe? now and i'm a big david johnson guy i've been for a long time but even with this news david johnson's value goes down considerably now i will say this the primary beneficiary of all of this and we're going to talk a little bit about this later our homeboy mark walton who good we can talk about it right now let's he's his value <laughs> okay he's gonna be on a waiver wire column um he is the Biggest beneficiary from this, he's available in a shit ton of leagues, and his schedule is pretty fantastic going forward. Right. Uh, It's very special what he uh, promises, because here's the deal. If you can get a starting running back, then in the NFL, there's only 32 teams, and you add in bye weeks, you add in the crowded backfields, you add in all those things. Mark Walton is talented, first off. And this is a somewhat NFL team in the Miami Dolphins. So the fact that you can get one of those guys, it definitely counts towards something. Yeah, I just want to say this. just so If he's available and you are in the playoff hunt, um, he plays the Jets, the Giants, the Bengals, week 14, 15, and 16. Those are all bottom 10, bottom 5 rush defenses, as well as Cleveland week 12. So you are getting a guy that you can pretty – confidently put it at a flex option maybe rb2 in the playoffs because they're going to be in those games for sure for sure i don't know but he will have value because even when they're getting blown out mark walton is the pass down back exactly which is huge so i get the dolphin suck everybody understands that you don't have to worry about that but because of and we're going to get to see it tonight you know the dolphins depending on when you're listening to this if you're listening to it live that's awesome but the we're going to get to see exactly the workload before waivers even processes and if he is available out there and if you have another player that you could drop to pick him up that's kind of a sneaky move um depending on your fantasy league go get that boy now go get him i definitely agree with that it's going to be nice to see um Moving on, we also know that Matt Ryan will be ready for week 10, uh, which is good news if you can grab him. Uh, do you have a bye week, week 9, so there's something to note. Um, and a bigger piece of news is Darius Geis is on track to suit up week 11. What are we doing about Adrian Peterson now? He had a good game uh, on Thursday. He did have a good game, but as soon as Geis returns, again, this backfield's going to be, I guess, yucky, for lack of a better term. <laughs> again, not something I really want to grab. Um, Geis is going to be the player to own moving forward just because they've got a lot invested in him. But, again, can he stay healthy? I don't know. But once he is healthy, I do expect by probably week 12 or 13 for him to lead the team in carries. But, again, Washington, they've mishandled injuries so many times in the past. So not one of those teams that you're just like, oh, yay, I want to be a part of this. Exactly. Yep. And I think he's great in dynasty formats, but I'm not touching the standard Correct. Um, in any way. Um, a couple quarterback things that happened. Case Keenum is in concussion protocol, and Haskins looks absolutely terrible. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I want anyone on the Redskins right now. It's it's bad. Terry McLaurin, maybe. Maybe. But that Yeah, yeah I, I like Terry McLaurin. I think long-term he's going to be great. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, stay away. There, yeah. There's a few teams you just don't want to be a part of uh, because they're just bad coach teams. They don't have the personnel, and it's it poorly run top to bottom. And I think the Dolphins and I think the Redskins, those are the two. Uh, there's a few other. The Jets are getting closer and closer to that. Uh, they completely butchered everything about Le'Veon Bell. I don't understand what the fuck they're doing over there. Um, since we're Coaching talking about matters. the Jets right now, <laughs> exactly. Sam Darnold is going to play through a thumb injury, and uh, 
that's not a good thing. Sam Darnold looked bad. He's continuing to see ghosts everywhere he looks. Um, that's hilarious. I don't know what to do with the Jets. I was all in on Le'Veon Bell. He plays the Dolphins next week. His schedule is fantastic, but they look bad. You can't get out of the way of poor coaching. Um, and so you got poor coaching top to bottom, and they're just they're a bad, bad football team. Three interceptions from Darnold. Le'Veon Bell only got nine carries, and they lost by 14, and they scored at the end. So it was a one-possession game for almost the entire time, and Le'Veon Bell got nine carries. Nine carries. And you're going to choose sense. to throw the ball 30 times with Sam Darnold behind that offensive line against this defense. You're a moron. Yeah, they, they're, they're. Adam Gase should not be an NFL coach. Maybe not even college. He should not be anywhere. Just look Just at go, how go, he go. left his previous team. That's yeah. his resume. It's bad. He's awful. He is. I'm glad he's gone. Um, for the Dolphins, I'm a Dolphins fan. Um, so Marquise Brown is on track to suit up on Sunday against the Patriots, which is fantastic news because they're playing the Patriots. Will it matter though? Um, the Patriots, you know, their defense and what they've been able to do has been. Very, very special. You know, them and the 49ers definitely a cut above everybody else defensively. But if there is going to be a team that can beat the Patriots, man, uh, hopefully, you know, I, you always root against the Patriots unless you're a Patriots fan uh, just because exactly. they've won so much. But uh, if there's going to be a team that can beat the Patriots, it's going to be one of those ground and pound running style teams that can maybe hit a deep pass to you know Hollywood Brown but I will say this there's no doubt Stefan Gilmore is going to be shadowing uh, Marquise Brown so you, you want to stay away fantasy wise if you have better options if you don't which most people won't um, I get it but yeah, take that for what you want yeah I agree uh, Cam Newton will not start week nine he's still in his rehab form Kyle Allen did not look good against the 49ers I don't understand why the 49ers are so good like it just doesn't make any sense they were so bad last year yeah yeah, they, they have stepped it up for sure. Coaching, defensive line, Nick Bosa's playing like player of the year type, defensive player of the year. Not a rookie of the year, but defensive player of the year. Uh, it's pretty special what they got going on. Pretty special. Yeah. Um, so it looks like Joe Flacco is going to be out, um, and there's a chance that uh, Locke will take over. Um, he has a herniated disc. What are we going to do with the uh, Broncos going forward? Are you Is this help, Corlin Sutton and everyone else, or is this, you know – are we a little worried about this? Is this going to be Sam Darnold all over again? I'll say this. You know, Cortland Sutton has looked like a top 12 wide receiver talent-wise. Not necessarily fantasy or whatever. The guy's made some incredible down-the-field plays. And now he's hindered dramatically because it's a running offense in Joe Flacco. Who knows what's going to happen, you know, whenever they bring Drew Locke or whoever else in there. Who knows what's going to happen. It definitely doesn't help Cortland Sutton, but I will say this. Cortland Sutton's going to be a, a major player in the NFL long term. So dynasty leagues, get get yeah. that guy however you can. But with Royce Freeman out as well, uh, having a shoulder issue, the only thing that's been holding back this backfield is you know Philip Lindsay. It's carries, it's touches. You've got to expect that number to go up. You have to. So if that happens, uh, who knows? We'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. Um, so moving on, Miles Sanders. Was injured. It looks like he won't miss any time going forward. I think this kind of helps everyone on that offense because they looked they they destroyed the Philadelphia. Um, they destroyed the Bills, so that's good to hear. Um, I was going to put Boston Scott on a waiver wire column, but he did not. 
um, he's fine. So that's good news. Right. Yeah. Miles Sanders looked great. Very explosive. I think it's been four straight games for the Eagles that Miles Sanders have, has had the longest pass completion. Um, so whenever you can do that at the running back position, yikes. Yeah. You, you got to feel really good about things. Yeah. All right. Let's dive in a little bit into the waiver wire call. And we already talked about Mark Walton, another guy that is kind of starting to shine. Former Dolphin, Ryan Tannehill. He's available in 70% of leagues. And uh, he, they're on a two-game winning streak, 4-4 four and four right now. Um, I don't know if I'm buying into it, but I'm definitely picking up Ryan Tannehill. Man, it's weird because, you know, the Tennessee Titans have been 9-7 and seven forever. And yeah. Marcus Mariota has more losses than touchdown passes, which is never a good thing. Um, but it, what this guy can bring, uh, who would have guessed this is what uh, <laughs> a decent team could look like with Ryan Tannehill. I'm not a believer necessarily, but... Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I, I think they're pretty, pretty special. So, yeah, just got to see what happens, man. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely matchup-based. Their schedule isn't great, but um, if you're desperate for quarterback, I mean, I'm starting him in SFB. You need two quarterbacks in that league. So two quarterback formats, he's great. He's fine. Um, but uh, beyond that, I'm not starting him in standard unless he's playing Tampa Bay every week. Um, so Derek Carr is our next quarterback that's on the waiver wire. He's available in 74% of leagues. He finally threw for 300 yards, and he threw two, three touchdowns. He's definitely a bi-week fill-in. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it went, the way that – here's the thing. You don't know what the hell to do with the Raiders because they're the best team in the NFL or the worst team. And they play great teams well, and they play bad teams really bad. They're just weird as hell. And so from – a predictability standpoint, you know, we're going to get into our betting segment here in a second, but I'm staying the way the hell away from all Raiders games whenever it comes to spreads and pickums and whatever else, just because you don't know what's going on. However, it does seem at any point they can put up some touchdowns because of guys like Darren Waller, Tyrell Williams, and shoot now Hunter Renfro with that amazing play that took place. It, it's it's a swing for the fences type of play, but again, as a bye week fill in cannot be upset with uh starting Derek Carr as a bye week especially if you have somebody like Matt Ryan or um shoot you know throw in Patrick Mahomes if he's not in there no problem with that at all yeah I agree with that I personally I would not waste more than 10% of fab uh we have 15% for uh Ryan Tannehill but I think both of them are just bye week films as soon as you know one of your guys is out like Aaron Rodgers or anything like that throw them in there but uh just pay attention to your schedule so you know when to grab them yeah and i'll say this also thanks to our producer clayton Cadu. uh you can find him at Cadu clayton he puts out one of the best waiver wire articles in the absolute business he's been doing it year in year out uh one of the best fantasy uh follows period at Cadu clayton spelled weird french canadian way so you can figure that out i'm dyslexic so uh french canadian and dyslexia do not go together but clayton Ooh. does with waiver wire articles all right, so uh, moving on, we have a couple of wide receivers on a waiver wire column. We have Chris Conley. He is 98% available. Both Marquise Lee and D.D. Westbrook are both left the game injured. Um, I think Conley is going to be usable, especially uh, with those two guys out. Yeah, whoever is a wide receiver, starting wide receiver on that team, you've got to be pretty excited about because Gardner Minshew is, turns out, pretty damn good at football and he is putting up some wonderful stats a lot of fun stuff to talk about so uh if 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 those two guys are out yes he is a a fantasy viable play if they are not i am staying away another guy i really like on that offense is josh oliver 
Um, the tight end yeah. that was injured early, but his snaps are increasing. His targets are increasing. Really like Josh Oliver there too. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, another wider spits on our column is Danny Amendola. We talked a little bit about him yesterday. He put up a really nice stat line, eight passes for 100 yards. He's getting targeted up the yin-yang. Is he worth a grab? I, it's Danny Amendola. Like, Here's, <sighs> we saw this week one. Week one, he comes out and has like nine catches or something like that. And everybody's like, oh, get Danny Amendola. Then he burned everybody with zero targets. And so it, th- we see this. You know, This is Matt Patricia. So here's the deal. He comes from New England. They are matchup dependent. They don't care about which guys are getting what. It's what they can exploit against the other team, which is good coaching. I, I, I hate Matt Patricia as a person, human coach, whatever, but this aspect is really, really good. Detroit has no running game whatsoever, and so they're just airing the ball out. And so if, you, if you're guaranteed they can't run the ball that week, start Danny Amendola. If not, if it looks like there's a susceptible run defense or a lack thereof, then you can play uh, Danny Amendola. But uh, if they're going to run the ball, I'm telling you right now, there are going to be weeks where he puts up a big donut again. So buyer beware. Exactly. Um, so Demaryius Thomas is our last guy in a waiver wire column. He is 94% available. I know it sounds really bad, but he looks pretty decent. He does. Um, his <laughs> sched- he plays the Dolphins next week. So That's what I want um, somebody to say wo- about me, Armando, at some point in life. Yeah. Pretty, pretty decent. decent. You're a pretty decent human being. Um, yeah, so he's 94% available. Um He's definitely, a again, I hate saying it so much, but he's a bi-week fill-in. He's playing the Dolphins this week. If you need a, a wide receiver and you're desperate, I think he's definitely worth a grab and a start. Yeah, and depending on when, you listening, when you are listening to this, the NFL trade deadline is Tuesday. Very possible one of these wide receivers gets moves for the Jets. Probably Robbie Anderson, which is stupid on the Jets' part, but definitely a possibility. If that happens, man, even more snaps, even more targets, even more opportunity for Demarius Thomas, who we thought was dead. Let's just be honest. When that Achilles went out for the Texans, I didn't think he'd ever play again. But uh, thank you to the Jets for allowing players that probably should move on uh, to old Yeller stage still have relevance because your team is pathetic. Uh, speaking of pathetic, the Chicago Bears, okay? Oof. Chicago Bears are bad. The one, their coaching's bad. Their quarterback's, I think, one of the worst in the NFL. Marcus Mariota bad. Mitch Trubisky, he's awful. And their kicker is bad, too. My bet of the week with Nitrogen Sports, our sponsor. Here's what you got to do. Uh, we've done really, really well betting uh, segments this year. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully, you've capitalized on that and made some money with us, had some fun. Um, head over to eatsleepfantasy.com. You're going to see the Nitrogen Sports banner. Click on that. The number one Bitcoin betting site in the world for sports. They are unbelievable. They have all your props. So head over there. Then the my game of the week is the Chicago Bears on the road versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles looked good, 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 good. And the Eagles love to play well at home. So here is my bet of the week. The Eagles currently are minus five against the Chicago Bears. I don't care if that was a minus eight. I would take this bet. I think that the Eagles, even though the Bears defense is wonderful, uh, the Bears can't do anything right. You know, you got David Montgomery, who's doing all kinds of greatness, but they are game plan wise running the ball on the goal line with no timeouts and running the clock out on themselves. They're just a bad team. So I am taking Philadelphia. I'm giving away those five points. I believe that Philadelphia Eagles cover this week by a lot. I am taking the Eagles over the Bears at home. I like it. That was good. That was really good. We're going to make some money on that one, man. 
I hope so. And I'll say this. Anything that I speak about, uh, not sure about other people, uh, but anything that I promote on here or I say that, I'm taking that bet. So my money will be down on that game on Nitrogen Sports. So if, if, we, if I'm wrong, we are wrong together. There you go. That's a good attitude to have. Um, before we move out of this area, I just want to say that Royce Freeman did leave the game with a shoulder injury, so that's something to monitor. Yeah. As we, as season progresses, that might you know bump up Phil Lindsay a little more. Right. Um, John, before we wrap this show up, the trade deadline is today. Do you want to speculate a little bit who you think might get moved? Um, I'll say this: I know the Patriots, the Packers, and the Bills are all looking for wide receivers. The wi- and Melvin Gordon is on the is on the trading block. Yeah, uh, but that's the thing. If you trade for Melvin Gordon, you have to pay him. And it's kind of interesting. You know, one thing that I thought was kind of weird, one of the trade caveats for um, trading Leonard Williams, okay, the defensive tackle for the Jets just got traded to the Giants. Here's one of the – this is a new thing as far as NFL, not necessarily fantasy, but it might play an implication. It's his contract year, and they put a caveat in there that if he does not re-sign, um, I believe it's a fifth-round pick, but if he does re-sign an extension with the – New York Giants, his new team, that bumps up to a fourth. This is a new thing. Uh, it's it's uh, kind of unprecedented, and I kind of want to see this happen more often. Um, so now back to your question of who are we going to see some trades. I think C.J. Beathard, quarterback for the 49ers, will be traded. Uh, it's, he'll be a backup, probably like a six-round pick or something. I think that's one of the things I doubt that anybody would give something up for Melvin Gordon, maybe a fourth-round pick at best. But uh, right. if why would you take that if you are, um, you know, if you're the Chargers? I don't think they will either. But AJ Green is a possibility, but he's going to cost. That's a first round plus. If Mohamed Sanu can get a second round pick, you better believe AJ Green's going for a first. He should. He definitely should. Another guy you didn't mention is OJ Howard. Um, you know, weeks ago they were saying they're not trading him. They're not trading him, and today it resurfaced that they are considering trading him. So that's. I mean, they're asking for a lot right now, but. I mean, the fact that he's tradable and yeah. he should be traded is good news. Trent Williams as well. Um, that That's another um, guy that's po- probably going to be traded as well, who the Redskins have said, nope, not interested, not interested. Today they finally came out and said, hey, 24 hours left. Let's go ahead and try to be reasonable for the first time in our lives. Yeah, uh, that's all fine and dandy. So I have a fancy little question for myself. This is asking for a friend. <laughs> what do you think? Pick one of these four running backs to trade for in a dynasty format. Are you ready? Okay. Matt Breida, Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette, Mark Ingram, or David Johnson. Just Fournette, so you know, Fournette, I, Fournette, Fournette, Fournette. Not what even close. Are you, uh, what are you willing to give for? Like, just I, I just wondering. Like, I, I currently have Le'Veon Bell and Sonny Michelle as my running backs. And I need another one. I, don't I would put Lavia. So here's my order out of those. Okay, I have Leonard Fournette as a top seven fantasy running back dynasty ranking. If you look at his target share, his snap rate, and yeah, you see him yelling at the coaches during the game and all that stuff. He was right to yell at him. It was stupid what they did, but he is huge because that team is built to run the ball with Gardner Minshew there or Nick Foles. I don't care. There's nobody else. You know, Ryquel Armstead looks great. No problem. Leonard Fournette is the guy there until his stupid attitude runs him out. So I prefer him over everybody else you listed by a ton. Um, I I don't think it's that close. He's going to be hardest to get. Is there a second one between uh, after that? 
I have three second rounders to give away. That's what I'm trying to decide if if any of those guys besides Fournette is worth. If you want to win this year, I'd put Mark Ingram up pretty high this year, but not long term. Uh, He might be one to two year play. Matt Breida is wonderful in full PPR, but again, he's always hurt. His ankle's an issue now. And then Sony Michelle, gosh. If it's I have Sonny Michelle. Okay, gotcha. Back. Yeah, he he's fun, but <laughs> you know that he's going to have a two or three point game. You know it's coming. Yeah. So the it's other scary, guys not yeah. so much. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm definitely t- he's willing to trade Mark Ingram. Um, I don't think I can budge him on. Uh, can you win this Fortnite. league this year? Is that a possibility? He, yeah, it is. I currently own um, the dog is saying on. your team is trash. I just heard dog the dog is, trash. is literally I can't even yell at her. <laughs> You're on video, Armando. Be careful, buddy. <laughs> I can't yell at my dog because, hold on, because she's deaf. Tinka! You have a deaf dog? Oh, my god. Yeah, she's she's 15 years old. Oh, wow. That's respect, man. She deserves to bark. Let her bark. She's had a, a long life. She should be yeah. able to go out the way she wants to go out. That's fair. I'm going to shoot her is what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> old yeller. Love it. <laughs> Um, so I do have a chance. I have uh, my team is currently I'm four and four. I lost this week, but I currently have uh, Corlin Sutton, DJ Moore, um, Chark, Evans, Cooper, my, and my running oh, backs. Wow. Like I said before, are are just Le'Veon Bell and Sonny Michelle, and I have Kittle as my so, uh, tight end. Okay, just from you randomly off all those names, what I would do is I would combine DJ Moore, Sony Michelle, and a second for an elite running back to add to your list. So take those kind of second-tier guys because you have top-end players already and you have those extra threes. I would do a three-for-one trade for a rebuilding team. That's three young pieces. That's what I would do. DJ Moore, Sony Michelle, and a second for um, go after Leonard Fournette. I would do that trade. You're overpaying. Try to get a draft pick back, but your team would improve. uh, Your starter quality would improve big time. Yeah, I'm a big. The thing is, I'm a I'm a huge DJ Moore fan. Like, I think he's on the. I think he could be a wide receiver one by the end of the season. I don't see it. He'll never lead his team in targets or yards received. Or Maybe I should just hedge my bets and listen to you because I have DJ Moore in all formats, in all literally all leagues. Hey, so maybe I, I'll do that. I, I, I don't know. Thanks, you do thanks, you, bro. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> all right. Um, is there anything else? Do you have any parting words for us, Armando? Uh, not really. I'm really hoping for a huge game from James Conner tonight. Uh, it's going to happen. Dolphins. How the hell yeah. did the Miami Dolphins get on Monday Night Football? What the hell? How is that? And against thing? against the Pittsburgh Steelers, it could have been anyone else. Like they don't deserve anything. <laughs> this is yeah. The NFL is turning into a developmental league. Uh, you've got your teams out there that just cannot compete, and they are developing talent for everybody else. It, now I will say this: the Bills used to always be that team for two decades. But uh, they're starting to show up. What's up, Bills? Not this week. I got demolished. They did. Eagles are looking good, man. Eagles are looking good. But anyway, for Jonathan Chapman, myself, you can always find me at, at JL underscore Chapman. And for Armando at Thunder Crespo. And we can always talk to all of us at Eat Sleep FF. What else you got, brother? That's all, man. You guys have a great good luck tonight. Great day. Peace. <laughs> yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rockin' with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy.
Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Woo. Uh-huh. Eat, sleep, fantasy.